Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, breaking down the best defensive rookie performances from the preseason. Remember, yesterday we broke down the offense, but today it's all about the defense, and it's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits when you bet on either fighter to win and no punches landed during the fight. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free credits only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, let's go through the best defensive performances of the preseason. You can include the Hall of Fame game in there too, but I know where you're going to start. Patrick Sertan, two, the second from the Broncos. Just an incredible performance for the Broncos in his debut. You don't know. I could have started anywhere. I do know. I, I have you, a list of names I written know where you here. wanted to go, to the corner. I have a list of names written down here, and Sertan is not my favorite on this list, um, but what? he is the correct answer. Like, Sertan okay. was phenomenal. Like, he wasn't tested that much. The Vikings, I think, sent two passes his way. One of them he batted away, and the other one he took back for six. Like, it was about as good a performance as you can have from a debut cornerback. Um, now, look, it was against the Vikings' second team. He was going up against, you know, fellow rookies like uh, Era Smith-Marset, not um, Adam Thielen, not, you know, Justin Jefferson, who's dealing with an injury. Like, he wasn't tested by the very, very best, but Patrick Sertan does look legit right out of the gate. And it's the way he did it, too. Remember, Vic Fangio's defense, they play a lot of quarters, they play a lot of off-coverage. Both of his big plays that you mentioned came in off-coverage, where he saw the throw and broke on it so it was not just the results it was the quickness the the reaction time doing it within the scheme and look we asked the question before why was Patrick Sertan not this lock top 10 or top 5 caliber player the question was about his athleticism not his technique not his his pedigree you know his dad played in the NFL and was a star it was about athleticism and I think I don't know that he answered those questions on two plays, but he looked pretty athletic in an, on an NFL field. So I thought that was a, a fantastic start for I him. I mean, I don't think athleticism has ever, like it's never shown itself to be a problem for him. I'm not sure where exactly that was coming from. It feels like the ding on Patrick Sertan was the same as the one for like Joey Bosa. It's like, well, he's too good already. I mean, he's, he's, he's too maxed good. <laughs> out. Like there's, there's no way this guy gets better than amazing. And, and that's a problem. We need some kind of, growth we need development we need some way of getting him even better and shooting for the moon it's like yeah well that, 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 while you're doing that this guy's just going to be really good over here and that's probably quite useful 94.8 pff grade for sertan go check out all the grades over at pff.com with your pff elite package all right what you got sam who else you want to talk about here i'm going to stay with the cornerbacks apparently um marco wilson is an interesting story with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, we thought that, you know, that number two job there is kind of there to be won. And we were talking a pre-draft, Tay Gowan as a guy that might win it. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. But Marco Wilson certainly has been turning heads and, and looked fantastic against the Dallas Cowboys. Six targets into his coverage, three pass breakups. Um, he just kept driving on these in-breaking dig routes and, and breaking the pass up when it arrived. So I, I thought he looked really good. Definitely has the size, the athleticism, has the tools to be a legit starting corner in the NFL. And so far, he looked pretty good. Yeah, he's a guy at Florida who had a promising start to his career, had an injury, 
And, you know, to your point, some of the biggest preseason stories for me, it's when these rookies, especially non-first rounders, have starting jobs, you know, dangled in front of them. And, and there is that that cornerback spot uh, opposite Malcolm Butler that is wide open for the Cardinals. They, they want to play a lot of man coverage. And to your point, you know, he looked good in man coverage. Marco Wilson, that's a good one. Um, do you want to go through your list of names or are we going to go back and forth here? Well, what do you got? Um, I want to talk about JOK. I want to talk about Jeremiah Owuso-Koromoa, the linebacker from the Cleveland Browns, a guy that was one of the more fascinating players in the draft because he played that overhang safety role that doesn't really exist in the NFL. You figure he has to move to linebacker, has to learn how to play in the box. And again, with all these guys, I feel like I'm leaning back on just seeing the tools play, seeing the speed, seeing the arm strength. And I do think that's a big part of it. And for JOK, the speed played man I know he was all over social media with the big play that he made on the screen pass ducking a block and just laying a lick on the ball carrier but man he was all over the field making plays as a pass rusher actually took on blocks in the run game a little bit making plays in coverage I was really impressed with what he did yeah it can go two different ways I mean you you compare him to a guy like Jamin Davis for the Washington football team they're they're comparable athletes they're both extremely fast they both uh, fly around the field and you saw it with JOK in his debut, and you didn't see it with Jamin Davis. Like, he was much more tentative, hesitant. The step up so far seems to have kind of put him back in his shell, whereas JOK was still flying around, making plays, and, and looking exactly like he did in college. He was on my list, so we, we took care of uh, two birds with one stone there. Nice. Let's, right, who else you got? I want to go to the trenches, right? Lorenzo Neal Jr. Or okay. is, he, is he even junior, or is he just Lorenzo Neal again? Um, I mean, the, the, the program only says Lorenzo Neal, right. so maybe, I, maybe they're missing uh, the middle name there. I, this is just, I love the story, right? Because usually like sons of NFL players, they're generally in the same position or the same position right. group, you know, Asante Samuel Jr., corner to corner. It's not um, Antoine Winfield Jr., corner to safety. It's not always the same. I mean, DK Metcalf's dad was a lineman, right? But, um, but to go from fullback to nose tackle is <laughs> pretty pretty impressive from a sort of generational progression standpoint. And Lorenzo Neal did pretty well against the Vikings. Now, okay, the Vikings starting line is pretty bad, so their backups are, you know, fairly catastrophic. But Lorenzo Neal made a nuisance of himself, constantly like push linemen into the backfield, um, wrecked kind of run concepts regularly. He was just fun to watch. He's got that nice squatty body type. 325 pounds doesn't feel like a full 63 but he's 325 and if you have our college subscription you know four straight years of grades in the green as a run defender uh neil is one of those types of players where you get him at the nfl level and say okay you might be a one down player uh you might be a two down player if you could you know develop as a pass rusher a little bit more because he wasn't a great pass rusher in college but as far as just being able to shed blocks and, and kind of clog the middle i think neil Certainly has some of those skills, and we saw that in week one. Well, who else you, Who else you like in the trenches? I know where you're going. I know. A couple more uh, defensive linemen. I got uh, Osa Digizua, I thought, played well for Dallas. Um, had a couple of pressures, a um, couple of tackles as well. Just another guy generally made a nuisance of himself. Like, he, he he's sort of a lot smaller or a lot lower to the ground. He plays with this sort of four-point stance and just tries to shoot gaps, but he doesn't just rely on that like he uses his hands well and disengages 
with blocks a lot of the time. So you saw these sort of plays where he would launch his way into an offensive lineman. They would control him for a split second, and then he would shed that block, and that's where he would make the play and make, um, you know, cause havoc and get and either disrupt the run or disrupt the pass play and make the quarterback start to move. So, you know, Dallas had some problems already in the interior of their defensive line. Neville Gallimore lasted two snaps before he dislocated his elbow. So it's an even more acute problem now than it was if Osa Digizua shows up and is a useful player for them immediately. That would be huge for them. Yeah, absolutely huge. Again, filling one of those teams where it's like, hey, there, there's a path to the field here if you continue that as a middle-round pick. Um, do you have Joseph Osai on your list too? No, I don't. Bengals edge rusher. You don't even have him? Nope. I just assumed you were going to get to him. We got to get to him before the end of the show here. He had seven pressures, including a sack of Tom Brady. Got a little banged up at the end, but seven pressures on 23 rushes. That was the second most pressures of any player during the week. Osai was a really productive player at Texas. Goes in the third round. And look, when you get productive edge rushers in college and you can get them in the third or fourth round, a lot of times they do translate because college production uh, does does translate to the NFL. So Asai could be an early steal for the Bengals who don't feel great about their second round pick, but maybe really good about third rounder Joseph Osai. Uh, the last guy on my list was Milton Williams. Um, just fun pass rushing defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, another player. It would be big for them if he hit the ground running and he had a great, like one of the best plays of the week where he just long armed uh, an offensive lineman way back into the backfield and, and cause problems to get that way. I, I think Milton Williams is one of the most exciting sort of interior pass rushers in a class that wasn't exactly a strength there and looks like he's translating immediately. Yeah, he's a guy I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on because of how productive he was. And then when you combine it with the athleticism, um, definitely a guy that looks like he'll be a good player at the next level. Also, don't sleep on Micah Parsons. He's played two games and he's flown around making a ton of plays too they're using him a little bit as a pass rusher um and he showed a lot of those skills hadn't played football in a real long time either so um first round pick making good so far for the cowboys that's a couple cowboys on the list that they need it i like the i like the teams that need these defensive players to step up we're seeing a ton of that so let us know what do you think who are the best defensive rookies so far here in the preseason it's pff nfl daily 